Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Everybody and welcome to chakras and cuss words. In today's episode, I have Miss Anna who is talking about mindset and manifestation through the law of attraction. And also, we will be taking a dive into shadow work. So, welcome. Please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you and how you kind of like got started with all of this. Yeah. Hi, Catherine. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And so for my work, my work is really to help people stop kind of self-sabotaging in their life. Typically, a lot of times we know what to do or we know like what the next step is, but it seems like we always hit against this invisible wall and then we can't like move through. And so my work in this world is really to just help you see and like uncover what that is. And then also just really embrace all parts of you. A lot of times we like, as we'll talk more about in the shadow work part, it's like a lot of times we push down that part of us that we, that doesn't feel worthy enough, but in reality, we have to embrace it and then offer it love and then it will heal. And so that is one part of what I do. And then the second part is helping you manifest the desired life that you want. Because so many times we've been fed the lie that like you can't live your dream life. And that's typically taught by people who aren't living their dream life. And so it's really helping you reconnect to your limitless possibility in this lifetime. Yeah, that's, I like how you said, usually the people who are self giving you those uh, self beliefs or, you know, telling Mm -hmm. you things are usually the ones who aren't in their current dreams, uh, like state or their high achieving goal state as well. So a little bit about law of attraction. Um, for those who aren't familiar with law of attraction, law of attraction is basically the, um, the aspect or the philosophy that once you start to put certain things in your area and start to create an area where you're able to have the mindset, you will begin to manifest and, uh, the possibilities of what you may want will start to become that part. So a lot of, there's a lot of ways you can use law of attraction. Some that are mostly common are vision boards, um, gratitude, journaling, also storytelling, uh, future, uh, future areas of where you say like a journal entry, this story is basically what's happening in the future, but this is you know, kind of what I'm working for. So what is law of attraction to you and how do you use it with your clients? Yeah, so that's a great question. So for law of attraction, I first learned it from a spiritual perspective and my background from university was neuroscience and biopsychology. And so I wanted to see like, oh, is there like a scientific explanation for this? I love both explanations and I think they marry each other beautifully. And so law of attraction to me is really like putting out that energy into the world of what you want to create into your life. And it will slowly like come into your life. Typically people think, oh, I'll just think it and then it's going to appear 
here. But if that were actually true, we'd all like maybe have like private jets and Lamborghinis popping up. <laughs> right. <on my>, like, <laughs> yeah. So yes. how it actually works is like typically this is from a spiritual perspective. The spiritual perspective is like the universe or higher self, whatever you believe in, like even just the the beauty of life, right? It like it will put little like breadcrumbs of what's the next step of your manifestation into your life. It's not gonna just drop the entire like dream job that you want and turn it in your lap. Sometimes it might happen that way, but typically it'll happen like, okay, like you might get like a phone call from a friend and then like they connect you to someone who's selling their Lamborghini or some, something similar to that, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, from a scientific uh, perspective of law of attraction, there is a physics understanding and a neuroscience understanding. And I'm going to break it down to very easy terms so everyone can understand. So from a physics perspective, everything in this world is made up of vibration, no matter how solid it looks like. Maybe when you're in kindergarten, like you learned about like atoms, you know, it's like everything, if you look under a microscope is made up of atoms and these atoms are all vibrating at a certain frequency and together they create like like unique frequencies that emanate in this world. And so like, uh, uh, like vibrations attract like vibrations and they activate each other. You can even test this. I, when I first learned about it, I tested it. I put my uh, violin next to my piano and then I played the A note and then the A string on the violin automatically vibrated by itself. That's because they're both A's and they're both of the same frequency. And so they activate each other. And science has found that emotions also have certain frequencies. So love, joy, all these positive emotions are at a higher frequency, while um, death and lower vibrations typically have a lower frequency. And so the concept of law of attraction is that when you vibrate at a certain frequency with your emotion, you become a magnet for, what you, for that specific frequency into your life. Maybe you've had like an experience where you get out of bed on the wrong foot, you know, that saying, and everything that day seems to go badly. And like, that's the law of attraction in action for like the more unfavorable side of things, but the positive side of can also be true. So that's the physics explanation. And just one last thing that's really important. And I feel that a lot of times we think law of attraction, a lot of times people think that law of attraction is making things randomly suddenly appear out of nowhere. In reality, like from a science perspective, science is catching up very quickly to magic, which is really cool. I always think of magic as like more advanced than science sometimes. And so with the physics explanation, um, they have quantum physics has found the existence of parallel realities, but they live in the vibrational realm. So in, from a spirituality perspective, a lot of times they say, oh, like it's in the, like what you want is in the 5D. We, we've known that like that's been talked about in religions and spiritual um, organizations for years. And now we have science to back that up. And so it's really cool. Can, uh, can you, can you just repeat that a little about the 5D mm -hmm. or the, a little bit just so, cause I don't think everybody really understands yeah what that possibly is or yeah. um, a little background with it yeah mm -hmm. yeah so right now like we are living in this 3d space so we live in the this space of time and like space and you can like feel objects but when you go into the 5d it's more so you have this bird's eye view of the 3d so that's when that's how come whenever you set an intention you might not know how it's going to work out 
but because universe, God, um, higher self, like it, those, those exist in the five dimension, the fifth dimension. And so they have like the bird's eye view of like all the ways that what you want can manifest. But like, because we're in like this, like 3D space, we can't see that's where like trust and surrender is very, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. How, how do you, um, so how do you use law of attraction? Do you use it on your everyday activities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of times people use law of attraction to like get something right, but law of attraction is more so like to take it at a deeper level, it's more a way of being. It's embodying what you want now so that you don't even need what you like were looking for in the first place. Because we always think, oh, once I have maybe going back to the Lamborghini example, once I have the Lamborghini, like I'll be set, you know, like I will feel abundant, I'll feel like amazing but in reality it's like it's that idea of the Lamborghini that's allowing you to feel that way so when you realize you can feel it now you're able to be a magnet for what you want in life and you're able to just be excited and like vibrant in this very space versus depending on an external circumstance yeah and then because I know for me like when I think of law attraction I you know like sometimes how we create that energy or that frequency where it starts off kind of like as a rough day or it starts off kind of like as like oh shit you know it's already like I spilled my coffee in my car and now I'm running late to work and then I get to work and my coworker who's a bitch is like in my face like I don't want it you know it sucks you know and I think like sometimes when we get into that frequency or we get into that space Mm -hmm. that law of attraction is already starting to kind of like come to play Mm -hmm. it's really hard um like to shift it Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few times I've had mornings where it's kind of been like hectic or I had too much on going on, mm-hmm. but what area that has really helped me, um, with the law of attraction and using it in daily practices is like when I take my coffee and, um, I stir my cup and I'll mm-hmm. stir my cup in certain ways. Like mm-hmm. if the day's already starting to go like crappy I'll 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 stir it a certain way and I'll say like I'm releasing this this is over I'm setting new intentions if the morning's already like feeling very vibrant and I'm like yes you know like I'm on track yes I woke up early (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm headed to the gym like I'm like yay (laughs) then I'll stir my cup in a different direction and I'll say I'm setting these intentions fully today's going to be an amazing day blah blah blah, you know and kind of set my intentions so I love using the spiritual part and also the physical and I guess you could say like the philosophy of the third dimension and tie it with the fifth dimension as well. So that's really cool. Do you have any practices that you do that you do with your clients or that you would like to share? Yeah, so one really powerful, I also just want to say I love that practice. That's so creative. And I feel like that's such a good practice because it integrates so easily into your day. And yeah, so for me, like what I share with my clients is, I don't know if you've heard of the vibrational scale of emotions. 
not, I have not, but please mm-hmm. share. Yeah. So all emotions, like I mentioned before, they all have a certain frequency and you can think of them from neutral. You can think of it as like almost a, like a, like a two funnels. So it's like, um, the positive emotion spirals upwards. And then as you spiral downwards from neutral to negative, like it it spirals downwards. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times where we struggle is like, if we're feeling absolutely like shit, you know, it's a bad Mm -hmm. day. And then we try to like feel happy. Like that's, (laughs) that's not, that's not really going to happen. And so a really powerful tool is just looking at this vibrational scale, because you don't have to jump all the way to happiness from like, like anger or like frustration or helplessness you can just get to the next level the next frequency that's above it because by doing so you're still raising your vibration but you're just going like more slowly up the scale that way it feels more comfortable for you and the ego and that way you also can just slowly work yourself up and becomes like a practice and yeah so that's a really powerful tool yeah, that's amazing. Um, what what would you say when people are starting to kind of learn about law of attraction mm-hmm. and how it works? What is some of the, I guess you could say, blocks or notions that they already have before they yeah. even kind of work with it? Yeah, a lot of, I feel like typically the first response is like, how is that possible? Or like, how can I like have this dream? I don't see that how that's possible you know or like I don't deserve it or stuff like that so that's typically the biggest blocks that I see come up when people when we talk about law of attraction yeah yeah they already have that block of like Mm -hmm. this doesn't make sense or um so one of like the key I would say or not key but one of the I guess you could say entryways of law of attraction um, or people that are most familiar with is probably the vision boards, like mm-hmm. creating a vision board yes. and seeing the possibilities of what might come next, or like mm-hmm. a collage of what you kind of yeah. are desiring and how, you know, to set that focus and how do you yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when people hear the idea of having a vision board, yeah. they're like, so you're going to tell me if I put all this stuff down on a board, yeah. it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it takes time. Like you're setting your intentions yeah. for what you're working for. And you're also kind of setting a focus of if I achieve this and when I go to achieve this, it's here out in writing already, or it's on display. So you're creating it where you're already putting it in your atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I really like the vision boards for people who are learning uh, law of attraction, because like I created my vision board, I think the first time I would say uh, the first time was last year, 20, yeah, 20, mm-hmm. 21. And probably like 75% of my vision boards completed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm already like, I can cross like a lot of stuff off. Mm -hmm. I know it's so exciting, but I used to really journal a lot and I do like journaling a lot. And I think journaling helps, but when you see it in your area, in your space every day, you can't escape it. So you have to kind of work forward it. You got to kind of like, work for it and kind of make more space to it. Mm 
Yeah, so, yeah. I'd love to add to that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I love how so much on your vision board came true. And something really cool is that when you make a vision board, it becomes like a subconscious energetic like imprint on your mind. And so that's like every time like when you're making it, you're probably in such a, like a high vibrational state, right? You're like making it and you're like, wow, like this would be so cool. So then every time like you hang it, if you hang it up, every time you walk into that room, your subconscious is noting everything. Your subconscious is aware of so many things that our conscious mind isn't aware of. So every time you see it, you're reactivating those like emotions of joy within you. So it becomes like a magnet for those things that come into your life, even if you're yeah. not consciously aware. Yeah. So it's so awesome. Yeah. So now that we kind of discussed like the blocks with uh, the mindset and manifestation, especially with law of attraction, that kind of leads us into the area of shadow work. Yes. And, and like you also said, you're self, like you help people who are self-sabotagers. Mm -hmm. yes. So I would think the self-sabotaging comes mm -hmm. a lot from shadow shadow work not addressing certain shadows not addressing their shadow and also probably law and traction working towards the self-sabotage so yes. explain a little bit of what shadow work is and yes. how do you use it yeah so shadow work, or I also like to call it inner child work. So this is really that part of ourselves that we've like pushed down like for so long, the part we've labeled as bad. Like maybe it's that part of us that we're ashamed of. And this is typically pushed into the subconscious mind. And so most, sometimes we might not be aware of it. We might be aware of the patterns that it has, like the self-sabotaging but we never really take the time to connect with it because we're trying so many times like people are trying to like get rid of it. We've probably heard of this thing, like destroy the ego, but destroying the ego only makes it louder. It's like you're pushing a cork underwater. The more you push it, the more it will try to like come back up and the more like louder it will get. And so the path to healing and the path to like, um, just making peace with that ego and that like inner child, that shadow is love. And that's something that typically isn't talked about in the spiritual community. Yeah, it's, it's, and like, I, I know the spirit, like the spiritual community, I think like sometimes we kind of break into this space of like, where it's like the toxic positivity and stuff mm, like yeah. that. And it's not always like <laughs> that happy, you yeah, know, like yeah. people who are spiritual have, areas where they too need a lot of work on. And I think that's how come they are in that realm. Mm -hmm. But um, when we talk about like the shadow work and breaking through the shadow work. So shadow work for me, like for a long time was something that I guess you can say I kind of already addressed with because I was mm -hmm. um, in counseling for a very long time at, at a early age. But what um what I think people don't understand is that the shadow is you, like you can't eliminate too much of who you are because it's not going to work. You, I mean, you're going to have to address the areas that aren't working for you or having consequences in like relationships, business or whatnot, but there's certain areas that the shadow or the ego are going to never go away. And we have to learn to 
create a way that we can work with it and basically live our life where we are able to um, not only tolerate it, but learn to treat the shadow with respect and have the respect come back to us. Yeah. So it takes a lot, it takes a lot of work, you know, and it's nothing okay. that's going to happen overnight. So mm-hmm. yeah. for people who are doing shadow work, the shadow work does not look pretty yeah, <laughs> when you're digging deep. It doesn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's not. so true. I feel like so many yeah. times people think, oh, it's all going to be like sunshine rainbows. And then it's more like, oh no yes oh no but there's so many ways to like work with it with love and I love what you said about like treating it with respect because a lot of times we think we have to like work like on the ego itself versus it's more so working how we be with it what is our relationship to it that's like the like biggest healing part so because typically it's like the the shadow will come up and then we try to press it down so someone is like, what if it comes up and what if we could change our relationship to what happens when it does come up? Yeah, that's true. Like what happens when we try to continue to suppress something, but it keeps coming up yeah. It's probably because unintentionally or subconsciously, we aren't really healed from an area. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to prevent it from being subdued or mm-hmm. like mostly like if it's anxiety or Mm -hmm. depression of course there's times where people need to get you know extra help but sometimes when it's something that we're trying to push down and not acknowledge it it never really finds its its Mm -hmm. level it it never plateaus it always keeps trying to come back and come back yes Yeah. yeah and I love to say like the obstacle is the solution yeah because typically like like we think like we have to get rid of it like I mentioned before but like it keeps coming up because there is a gift in that and so typically the shadow comes up because it's out of fear it's out of like sadness it's out of like trying it's trying to protect you in some way which not I think that's like also a deeper level underneath that fear is that it's trying to protect you Mm -hmm. and so under fear is love and when we can see that we can change the relationship we have with the shadow Mm-hmm. So when um, people come to you and they say like, I keep sabotaging myself or every time I try to like, I, you know, go back to school or I t- try to get a better job or mm-hmm. I try to have more confidence, yeah. it never works out. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the things that you tell yeah. them or kind of help them lay that foundation where it gets a little bit more in their area of bringing um, more achievement towards Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So a lot of times with that, when we hit up like those uh, invisible blocks, it's typically in the subconscious. So in my sessions, it's usually like we go into like a little meditative state because when we're in a meditative state, we can access that subconscious more easily and with more compassion. And so a lot of times, perhaps it's like a childhood programming. So childhood programming is when you're a kid, like your brain is still developing, but like you may, you learn some um, ideas or some beliefs from maybe your parents or guardians or whoever you looked up to or whatever made you kind of afraid of. So we can take the example of maybe like you mentioned, like the dream job, right? So maybe they're afraid to go for their dream job because maybe when they were little, like their mom or dad, like maybe when one of them got the dream job, they got a divorce. 
So like, and unconsciously in that, in that child's mind, they linked it together because that brain is still like not super developed yet. And so they're like, oh, like if I go for my dreams, that means like I can't have a love life. And so that's where like that becomes a pattern that plays all over in their life. And that's where it's important. So we can like uproot that and reprogram it because in that moment, it was trying, it was this belief that like, oh, it's not safe to go for the, my dreams was a protection mechanism. It was to protect that child because mm-hmm. it, in that moment it was to protect, but then like over time, kind of just like how computers get out of date, like we have to like upgrade it so that it can support us in like living our best lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. We definitely have to support, um, you know, what our true intentions are like, and realize, okay, well, what happened to me as a kid, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen to me again. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, cause I use like the chakra system. I really like that. Um, the philosophy of the chakras yeah. and uh, releasing, balancing and uh, using those to kind of find that balance that works for you and unleashing your blocks. Mm-hmm. But when, like when the inner child, because I personally, as you know, you were saying that most of our shadow or most of our traits that we learn that start to build our shadow or give our shadow more light or darkness or whatever. Um, it does stem from usually the Mm child, the childhood and those early ages. Mm -hmm. And most people don't even know that it goes back that, that far, you know, but it, it starts to, And when we go back that far, it's like sometimes, you know, if people had like a really maybe traumatic Mm -hmm. childhood or they had an area where it was kind of difficult or a time Mm -hmm. where in their childhood that it took more healing than Mm -hmm. other aspects, how do you handle that area with care, like with um, bringing it up and stuff? Yeah, so it's really about being gentle and holding compassion. Ultimately, if like there is like great trauma that is reserved for a therapist because they are the best equipped for big trauma and like helping people process. Mm -hmm. So I think like really being able to hold compassion for that part is important without getting sucked into that part. There's so many times when we like we think of processing emotions as like going back like to like that trauma versus it's actually just like observing it from a more compassionate standpoint from a more higher self standpoint that's what's allowed like the kind of like the third person point of view versus like going back and experience re like re we don't want to re-traumatize ourselves yeah no yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so. yeah we don't yeah, want to yeah. do that so yeah. um definitely if it's you know when you and I think I think sometimes like as coaches or people who are helping others set goals or mm-hmm. like, um, cause you're a self-sabotage coach and then you get into that area and you're like, okay, this mm-hmm. is getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. think I can help you, but I also need you to see like a licensed professional as yeah. well, because yeah. when you start to dig into those deep, deep traumas, mm-hmm. it does get very sensitive and very kind of hard to uh, navigate with. Do you have any uh, tips or Mm -hmm. journal entries or anything that helps people kind of discover how they can start to do the shadow work? Because 
I remember when I was doing my shadow work and it's still mm -hmm. something that I do routinely. It's not like you just do shadow work yeah. here. I mean, some of the stuff I <laughs> see on, on Instagram and like, yeah. some of my, you know, and they're like, well, <laughs> they didn't do the shadow work. So <laughs> X to them. And it's like, it's not something that you just do one time and then you yes. never do it again. Like yes. it's a process. It's yes. going to be a reoccurring yes. thing. You don't do it just one time and then you go, all yeah. of a sudden your yeah. shadow is the, the bomb. Like your shadow's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> we get along great. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's something you have to re kind of like reflect on and reassess. So do you yeah. have any tips for people who are like, okay, how do I do the shadow work? What do I yeah. do? Yeah. So I would say like with shadow work, it's kind of like re-meeting a person again, who like maybe um, you've kind of, you're kind of like starting on new, like new terms, but you have, but before you start on new terms with them, you have to like clear what's there. So really it's about compassionate, understanding, like understanding and listening. So a really powerful, I'll, I'll share two really powerful tools. So one of them for scripting or journaling, it's kind of just being like having like writing down all the limiting beliefs of yourself and then kind of like kind of like writing like because so it's like if someone feels unworthy you know like I am worthy because like and then you kind of finish the sentence and then you kind of do inquiry about that like okay like when was the first time I felt this way and obviously it's like if you did experience like great trauma in the past you want to do this with someone who is licensed to support you right. like a therapist but I think this is something good to explore where it's like okay I don't believe I can make a lot of money because and then you insert the belief and then when you have that belief you're able to do more inquiry like is this really true like what if, how what if the opposite is true mm -hmm. and so that's the first practice like really being aware of the voice in your mind and what it's saying because so many times we just kind of buy into that voice versus really being aware like wait a minute like where did this thinking come from mm -hmm. and so the second one is really when you're feeling really upset just kind of talking to yourself <laughs> so it's more so like okay like if kind of like feeling into your body like where do you feel that kind of hurt and then like if it had like a shape or like a color what color is it what shape is it because emotions do get stuck in our body and that's a whole different conversation <laughs> but like looking into that it's very powerful and just kind of connecting with that part and then speaking directly from it. it's like I feel unworthy because blah, blah blah and then you kind of turn around and embody that higher self or the parent that you wish you had and then you talk to it as if it was like a child that was hurting. So yeah. those are two pretty powerful tips. That, yeah, those yeah. those are great tips. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a couple. Uh, I, I like this question. I ask it sometimes on my yeah. podcast. It kind of yeah. makes you feel like a superstar. Okay. So, <laughs> so what Love is it. it like? Take me around. Like take me. If this was like your TV show and you had a reality yeah. TV I show. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> What would a day in the life of Anna, the self-sabotaging coach, be doing? Like, how do you wake up? How do you get in the yeah. mindset to get in that space where you're like, yes, this is this yeah. is what I'm accomplishing today. This yeah. is how I'm helping others. So kind of yeah. take me about your day. Like, what does mm -hmm. it look like? Yeah, I just also want to preface that I am also human. I think a lot of times like Instagram can paint a picture of like all influencers have a beautiful morning routine and then they all like have this incredible day. Like 
like I just want listeners and like everyone to know that like, like yes like that is like that can be true and we can also have these human days like very human days where we're just like a potato right right so, yes yeah, so there are days where I am a potato where I just lay around but then there's also days where I wake up and then I meditate I love this dream meditation on YouTube it's by Jason Stevenson it's incredible and then it really puts me into like a high vibrational state and then I love to dance because like dancing like moves the energy any stuck energy around in your body like in the what this is just like a side like interesting fact like in the wild like animals like if they ever get like attacked or if they like feel like nervous or anxious you'll see that like they they shake immediately after because they don't store energy in their body typically like they just they, they know to shake it off but humans because we are able to think and like stuff like that like we're able to like keep it and we hold on to the emotion so moving your body is very important and then afterwards I like drink like smoothie or make a breakfast and then I just kind of get to work I start coaching clients and yeah like but taking like mindful breaks in between and I just got a cat a little kitten so oh, tell been- me about your cat <laughs> I, yes. love I love animals yes we actually manifested him on Sunday so this recent was very recent so it was really interesting like first we went to a bunch of shelters and we couldn't find like like none of the uh, cats like really resonated and they really called to us. And so we went back into our car and it was like, you know what, we're depend- we're like depending too much on the external. We have to like get back into the internal because when you shift internally, your outside world changes. And so we're like, okay, let's just set an intention that we're going to manifest the best cat ever. And we're going to find the perfect cat that's meant for us. And so my husband, like I- at first I was like, I want a white cat with blue eyes you know <laughs> like a Siamese you know and then like my husband my husband was like oh like I want an orange cat <laughs> and, and like you know and I was like you know what that that would be cute okay we can like we can work with that and so we our criteria <laughs> was like our list of like desired things was like okay an orange cat it can be a boy and then um kitten and we wanted it to be like very clingy and like very like loving and sweet and we wanted it to this gets really specific but like likes belly rubs like you know cats don't really like belly rubs so we're like we want to like belly rubs we wanted to basically be like a dog <laughs> a dog stuck in a cat's body yeah, yeah. and then, I want a dog but it's a cat yeah right? yeah literally yeah literally so it, and then like it was incredible how it happened so then we like found like this woman who's like like in a rehoming their pets page and then their cat had babies so then she was like oh I'm trying to rehome them and one of them was an orange cat and so it was like a little one and then it had blue eyes which is also on our list so it was really interesting too because we got him and then he is the most clingy like super sweet and likes belly rubs and then it like is it like even like kind of like barks sometimes it like like meow it's so interesting I know I'm like wow we really met and then the craziest part was that after we adopted him like I asked the lady like oh like the, the woman like oh like how like when is his birthday we want to celebrate it like one day and she's like oh it's like it's like in August and then uh, it was two days after my husband's birthday oh that's <laughs> sweet <laughs> that is sweet like it's like meant to be so it's meant to be that's sweet so after after you play with your cat and you yeah. finish your day how do you unwind how do you unwind yeah. at night to kind of yeah. give yourself a time for the new new morning the next morning 
Yeah, so I really like, um, well, first I like to have a turmeric latte <laughs> and then I have that to help me wind down. And then I like to plan my day ahead of time because I'm someone who likes to have things like, organized. I, I, yeah, organized, but like, because I, before I was always like, I love being, having freedom and doing everything. But then I realized that doesn't really work for me. So I'm like, okay, let's like rethink this. And so then I just started planning my day ahead and then kind of like setting an intention for how I want my day to go tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and please share uh, with the audience a little bit about uh, where they can find you, all your yeah. links, if you have a website, what your website is or your Instagram handle yeah. so they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is the little coach potato. So a lot of times, sometimes when I when I text it to people, people mistake it as little couch potato, and then they think it's me because I my spirit animal is a potato. <laughs> so, so then, like they they think it's me because the person who runs the little couch potato posts pictures of like fries and potatoes all day. So they're like, oh, and I thought you're was about coaching how can we only post potatoes I was like oh that's not me so it's the little coach potato and my website's under construction it'll be the little coach potato.com most likely oh awesome well thank you so much for coming on and everybody thank you for listening and subscribing to chakras and cuss words please go ahead like comment and share and remember to um subscribe because it definitely helps me move up the podcast ladder and everybody have a great day Bye. Bye.